Okay, that was fun, everyone. Welcome to the Ramble On Show. We have, um, if you've been listening, you know that there's been quite a bit of transition happening at Ramble. Um, Honor is officially in Washington. And so today is the first day that I have another, not guest, contributor, someone who's going to be helping me with the show in addition to Honor and Alyssa. Um, but this is our first official Zoom recording, whereas Honor and I used to do it just in real life at the shop. So I would like to introduce Allison Denman. Hello. Hi, everyone. And she is our store and event space manager in Waco. I get asked all the time, how do you do have a second location? Um, and my answer right now, I point at Allison and I say her. <laughs> Allison <laughs> is definitely a important part of Ramble being in Waco, Texas. And she is also offered, I don't know how this came up with you offering to help with the podcast, but you did. And I said, yes. <laughs> yes, me. I see the gaps and I ask if you need help filling. Filling, always. always. Uh, so tell me a little bit uh, for those listening. I just said that you were the manager, but kind of what did you do before you came on to Ramble? And then, um, yeah, like what's your favorite thing so far being a part of the Ramble team? Yeah. Um, yeah, before Ramble, I worked at a nonprofit uh, and did operations. Um, which is probably pretty significantly different, uh, in the content of what we do, but I think the day to day of like, you just get it done. I, I feel like it's the same. I, I always equated a nonprofit with small business. Cause it was like, you usually had a smaller team than you wish you had, but you have a mound of work that you got to get done. So it's just like a all in team effort. So love that. Um, yeah. And I've always been a ramble fan. I've followed ramble forever and uh i've always bought shirts i remember buying so many shirts uh from ramble during quarantine and covid because i was like i'm don't believe this right now of like loving where i am but i'm gonna wear it and pretend and or fake it till i make it kind of thing of like i'm just gonna keep claiming it until i feel it but i think everyone faked it until we made it yeah of that situation did. i mean yes. there was so much good and so much hard but um, at the time we launched our ramble together book at, in March of 2020 yeah. and the whole book, I don't have the chapters memorized anymore, but it was love where you are, do hard things, courage, slow down, look around. And it was hilarious that, um, Caitlin Leslie is who helped me write the book. She still came over to my house cause we were kind of buddies and saw each other still and did a book study and every topic was um very spot on to like what we were walking through which is crazy because it was written before we ever knew that yeah. the pandemic would hit us so we all faked it until we made it and <laughs> it came with great growth and benefits but it also came with um i think there's still that when i say that i almost feel guilty because a lot of people lost loved ones you know yeah. and yeah. thankfully our family didn't lose anyone to covid so yeah yeah anyways no, I think it for sure was a recalibrating time. And so many times, even afterwards, when I remember when we like went back into the office, 
there were so many things that people learned and then some people wanted it to go just right back to exactly how it was but it's like it gave so much time for reflection and like reassessing of like what are priorities and all this stuff that there was a lot of tension going back of like how do you take what you learned during all this time and apply it to how life is yeah it was interesting mm-hmm. yeah I love ramble love the spirit love the mission love the focus on having fun and enjoying life and yeah yeah even when work is hard I think um I can be a very serious person, but I also don't take life too seriously. And I also love to work hard. So even like this past week when we had our warehouse sale and our Texas launch, like through the midst of how stressful it was, I still was like, I'm going to have fun doing this. And I, I had a thought, honestly, this was during the custom workshop of, I maybe was not having a lot of fun. And I realized that I couldn't imagine being in a work setting where like fun wasn't a part of what we did. Yeah. You know, cause I, yes, only... I... Okay. <laughs> I don't know how I would not thrive. Let's just yeah. say that. Yeah. I, where I was, we did very hard stuff. It was anti-trafficking, but I, everyone knew that I, no matter, I always found a way to have fun. And I um, brought in a thing that we do with my family called force family fun, FFF. And my mom and my aunt would be like, everybody's going to sit down and play this game and we're going to have fun. And that's kind of how I would treat the team of like, I don't care that we have all this work to do. We're going to stop for 30 minutes and play this dumb. I like hid Easter eggs around the office and make people hide or look for them. Like I just found ways to have fun because I thought that's important. So Mm -hmm. I like that about Ramble. Yeah, we do. We we have fun. Okay. So today's topic is on free to dream. Uh, to be very transparent, everyone, Allison really wrote this uh, layout and framework to this episode. And uh, it's going to be more interview style where she is asking me questions. And also to be transparent again, I have not read over this thoroughly. Um, so it'll be a very like honest, I'm always honest, but it will be a very like on the fly, uh, my answers to these questions. So Allison, you can take over. All right. Um, yeah, I think we talked about, you know, we have the word for the year. So do less with more intention. And we kind of talked about January being free to dream. Um, and I know that you mentioned over December, I mean, a lot of change happened. We had honor leaving, you know, there's retail sales stress. There's, you know, all of these things. Um, and sometimes that can impact creatives there were people that kind of are needed to dream. So um, I think my first question is reflecting on that season. How do you honor the losses and trust the journey at the same time? Yeah, I think what makes it easier, what has made it easier is when Ramble, the team is really like a second part of my family and so I grow we're all very honest and we expect I guess an expectation at Rainbow is for everyone to be um honest I have put high trust in people as you know anyone on our team with the store passwords etc I am not a very secretive person at all and so with that especially with honor I for three and a half years built like this incredible relationship with her. And so 
the transition was easier because there was not a lot of mystery to it. Um, I think when people leave and you don't know why they left or there's unspoken tension, it can be hard for transition and hard for you to grieve a certain situation. And so even though we had a lot of change, I haven't really grieved or struggled with any of it because everything was so natural. Um, because of at the type of relationship that we had and the trust that we have with each other. So I know when honor met Zach and had even, she never even really talked about leaving. I just knew deep down that that would probably happen. And so, yeah, it has trusting. I trust her and the decision, which helps trust the journey. Um, I think that phrase in general, if you have trust issues, it's going to, it probably sounds really annoying, but yeah, I grew up where you kept your word and me and all my siblings really have this in common where when people are flaky with us or say they're going to be somewhere, everyone has that friend who says they're coming and then always flakes. Nothing is, I mean, there are far worse things, but that is something that truly gets under my skin is when someone's flaky. And so, yeah, I value trust. And because of that, it's an exercise muscle that I have. And so it helps me to like transition. Yeah. So that's what December was, um, leaning into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how, as you, I know we, I, I'm now see on this side, how much you try to plan out or kind of have a, you probably less than more people. You are definitely, uh, you get, um, inspired very quickly, which I love, but I, how, yeah, I have passion drives a lot. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun now. to watch and be part of, Yeah. um, but how do you keep your original vision or like, you know, your plan, your vision or whatever, and adapt to changes that come along the way? Or roadblocks or I think that because this work is so hard, um, like physically when you're printing and then like mentally just owning a business is hard. And so I've had to I have to justify I have had to for many years justify why I work so hard. And so um even in two thousand nine through 2015 when I started I worked full-time while doing this on the side and I could have not worked that hard you know I could have just said I don't want a side gig I'm just going to do my full-time job but the why was then it was financial to get us out of debt Um, and then once we used our business side gig to get us out of debt um, the why changed to why we started printing inspirational phrases just to be some some place in the world where people could get inspired and so that why has not changed it's changed like as far as how we write it out um and our specific goals with ramble have changed the different employees i think bring because we're all made different we bring different um strengths so the why kind of changes the logistics of the why change around the team that we have and so it's easy for me to adapt to change when the like foundation of what we do and why we do it is 
for the most part, really consistent. And so, um, when it comes to like even more specific, a launch or the designs within the launch or a, a ink color, I can't change the color of the shirt, but I can change a design and the ink color actually fairly quickly. And so, um, yeah, I go, that part of it is I go with like my gut instinct, I guess. Yeah. This is really going to go around. It's easy to dream when you can trust yourself. And if you don't trust yourself and you don't trust those around you to actually support you, then I would guess that all parts of it would be really difficult. But it's easy for me to, I have, so I have the foundation of what, of why we actually are here and why I choose to work so hard in this company. Um, But the other part of it is that I have people that I greatly trust around me to help me bring a vision or a passion to life. And then that third part is like, I have to trust that someone might purchase it and support us and let us keep doing it again. And because I've done this for so long, I have seen it all play out many times in a good way, which keeps you doing it over and over and over. If I, if I kept changing things and then people never bought what we created, then I, I wouldn't be in this business still, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like yeah. I wouldn't be able to do this. And so, um, yeah, I mean, really since 2015, when I started putting more inspirational things on shirts versus just custom orders and Texas related things, when I, I have, I don't know, how many years is that? Is it 2018? Five? Oh, eight Eight years of seeing the cycle play out. And I have done it to where I've had team members who really contributed to more structure and more planning and not allowing for a lot of pivoting and changing. And I honestly saw that not work out very well to when, um, I had to really stick to what I said I was going to do for the sake of everyone else's sanity. Yeah. Our team and staff. Um, and even if I wanted to change the ink color, I did it. And then it got printed and then it kind of flopped because it was like, eh, I mean, it was okay, but I really don't like to produce things that are like, eh, yeah. I want them to be great. Yeah. You know? And so, um, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so my last kind of reflection is when it gets hard and if you do have a launch that flops or something like that, um, how do you find a way to dream again? I sit in it very, for a very short amount of time. (laughs) You are a seven. (laughs) I do not sit in hard things. Uh, And so, but I will say in the same breath that this is one of the things that I've had to work on because me not sitting in hard situations through high school and college for sure um, resulted in very bad choices that I made. And so, and I paid for them. Um, So as I've grown and I realized how much I run from uncomfortable things, 
I have made myself have to sit in it just a tad longer than I want to. So even yeah. though it's a very short amount of time that I sit in a failure or something not going the way that I first saw it going, I still make myself reflect and pick out the the one thing that I think contributed to the unsuccess. And then I pick out something good that came from it. And then I move on pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 And so I dream again by kind of focusing on both of those things, the good and the bad of the situation or the launch or like a team member or a situation, you know, that happens within a day at work. I have to remember that we all can grow from those situations and growing and changing is what like I thrive in. Yeah. And that's when I start to dream again, because I dreaming to me is what can be. And I know that me and our team have the control to create whatever we want in whatever yeah. realm we want to create it. So I thrive in the dreaming and the passion and the creating phase of ramble. And so it is not hard for me to dream, but yeah. it's, I think the key part is a uh, reflection. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting to listen to, I'm just going to say Enneagram sevens of like, you know, I have a lot of siblings that are sevens and they are always on to the next thing, but your amount of time in your reflection might be shorter than mine, but it's still to the discomfort that, you know, or like, it's still long enough to where you're like, okay, I have to sit in it longer than I want. And it might be shorter, but you're still getting something out of it. So it's just interesting to. Yeah. Whereas like I've had, I have friends and past employees who were our Enneagram fours. Yeah. They sit in things for so long and I like for the longest time did not understand it uh -huh. at all. Um, but then that was like meeting someone who sat in uncomfortable or like feelings and emotions longer than I do actually made me appreciate humans more. This was the relationship between a four and a seven because it reminded me at first I was like, snap out of it, like, let it go, move on. And I yeah. realized that that is like not natural and almost like not possible Yeah, for other people who are made differently. And so anyways, that one friend um, who's a four really verbally even like called me out on having to sit in an uncomfortable longer. So yeah. she like knowing her and knowing having the tools at like the Enneagram is a, for me, it's a tool. I don't, it's a way for me to grow from how I was created to be, if that makes sense. Yeah. And knowing her helped me grow to sit in uncomfortable, even though it was like seconds compared to her, like weeks of reflection. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. All right. Free to dream. We're moving forward to the now we were, we've did our reflection, but what, what is it like to be free to dream when there's pressure on deadlines, expectation, financial goals? I mean, I think I've even in our meetings, I've seen this of like, okay, well, we need to launch it by this date, but where are we, you know, in the creative process and how do you not make one? Yeah. The controller or how, or is one the controller? Yeah. Is so I think that as you've kind of seen more of the planning part behind the launches and even the company, it kind of starts with financial 
in like time periods. So we know this month is slow for blank reasons, not, not even January, but like we kind of go off of where we are. And thankfully, because we've been in business, um, for more than a few years, we have like statistics to show what months dip in retail and what months are better in retail. Um, and so it starts with like, we have to have income to pay our employees and to have two storefronts. So it starts financial and then we get, and that we kind of get that out of the way. Here's kind of what we want to make. Here's our budget around it. And then, um, then you get to dream. I think it's like a back and forth. So then we dream of what can help us get our, to our goal. What's our phrase? What is, um, what do we want people to feel when we launch this? Who would potentially buy it? And it all revolves around this theme. And then we get to dream up colors. And that's like the fueling part of it for me. And I think for you watching too, I think it's, even I involve our like followers on Instagram with this, um, like which colors are y'all drawn to? Cause these are the colors I'm drawn to. And it's really fun to see honestly how different people are and yeah. how I, of course I want everyone to like what I like. And I would say, you know, six years ago, I would get upset if not everyone liked the ink colors and the t-shirt choices that I made. And I've grown to know that like, thank goodness we're all different. Um, and don't like all the same things. So I still like to pull people, but I still have to rely on my own, um, inspiration and creativity. So yeah. we do that. I think we, I do that alone, but I also like to involve the team into the creative process of a launch. And then, um, but having that foundation of what, where we need to be financially, when our dates of our launch then the creative part, it makes the pressure of deadline and expectations of it easier because we already laid the groundwork, if that makes sense. So the, yeah. like, for example, the Texas launch that we just had, um, the same week as warehouse, <laughs> I could have, like, we picked that date to launch very specifically, um, because we needed to fill our stores with product because I hadn't really printed since October. And so I knew we had to come out with new product in January and I printed way over time. Like I put in extra hours that week just to get all the prints done. So the pressure was easier because I knew that I set that deadline for a reason because I knew I was going to Waco. I knew the store had to be redone, blah, 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 blah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's easier to dream and keep dreaming when the foundation is late. I'm going to keep coming back to that because yeah. yeah, everything is really way more strategic than it probably seems from the outside. Yeah. Uh, and it always starts with dates, timelines, financial goals, and then it's the dreamy part and then it's the action part. And then once we get it out into the world is when we really start to think about the marketing part of it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, I don't plan, like I don't write emails or, or do a bunch of stuff 
before I've actually made it. If we had a yeah. larger team, I feel like a mar like a whole department that did our marketing, that would be ideal. Mm -hmm. But I honestly don't know if that would ever work, you know? Yeah. I, I got, feel like I, we're getting a good flow to how we like put things out into the world. Yeah. I remember when I didn't work here and I would follow you and my sister is a creative, a creative in my family. So I've been around it and love being associated with that life. Even if I can't, I'm not naturally the creator. I can dream, but I can't make it. Um, and I remember watching and I, we, me and my sister would talk about you and like kind of your creative process and watching it on stories and how much we loved it. And what's funny is I think in my head, I just was like, I wonder if it's like different in real life, but it's not like, like your stories. I think it's important. I, maybe when people meet you, like in real life, they kind of get that confirmation, but mm -hmm. like your thought process and you being able to jump from, you know, you're in a story right now, you're driving to a soccer game, you're putting on a fundraiser, but then you're also thinking about the launch. Like that is so like that's not planned. Like it's just like is <laughs> natural. Like your brain is always on, and you're always like thinking of something next and new. And I love that. And I think it's really interesting. Um, the past two times that we've done big launches, like celebration and this Texas launch, the most commented like items are the ones that you do last second, like with I your know. And it's always a howdy. I mean, a howdy. I designed it. And not a hugger during celebration. Like who knew? Like it just was like, so anyway, so I think you do get confirmation that your gut really is a good instinct. You know, like you, you get that yeah. information a lot. Yeah. And I think I've learned to always order extra styles that are blank and I don't have, like, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Um, yeah. Which can seem scary because it's a lot of money for something blank just to sit on our racks. But I know that once I see a collection coming together, I will have a feeling of, oh, I need to add this. And yeah. this thing is going to like bring it together. And that was howdy. Like I, you had mentioned, we need a howdy. And the whole time I was printing hundreds of things over and over and over, I was thinking like, oh, how would howdy look? What would I do with it? And so I made myself sit down and start designing it put it on vellum, put them on a screen. And I was literally printing it like an hour and a half later because I had pieces yeah, that I could do. And that one I put hot pink ink on because yeah. deep down, I like love hot pink. <laughs> so I was like, this whole launch is so neutral and I, fun. Yeah. Which is good, but I had to put that like, yes, thing on it that, yeah, you know? So yeah. It is very, um, what people see is very accurate. Yes. Uh, there, there is not a lot, very little, if any, um, manufactured ideas or thoughts that come oh. out of my mind. <laughs> there is no like so much that I don't even know, um, like what to say. This is, I don't forgot who was at the store and I don't know if you heard me, but when I was in Waco once, a girl walked in and I was talking to someone uh, and it was like one of those quick trips where I didn't really even announce on Instagram that I was going to be in Waco. But the a girl walked in and said, oh my gosh, you're real. Yeah. And I was like, yes, my hair is so fluffy. And I <laughs> don't even know 
Like, why did, and then immediately I was like, why did I just say that? <laughs> why did I just tell this lady that my hair was fluffy? Uh, anyway, so. And then I thought, should I start like trying to figure out what to say when someone approaches me? But then I'm like, no, because it changes every single time. <laughs> yes. It's so good. I like it. I like when it's random and it, it very much reinforces this, the image of, of what you present, which is so, it's not even an image you present. It's just who you are. And it's like, you'll say stuff like that. I'm like, that is Catherine. Like she is not a curated influ influencer Instagram and like it's just you're just your natural self and I love it yeah I and people love it obviously they respond to it yeah they, I don't know what that, it. it would look like if I was yeah curated. <laughs> um well speaking of the next question is was there a time that you ever tried to curate your like your designs your dreams or you felt the pressure to create something I know that there's certain designs that you've talked about where you're like, I don't really feel this design anymore, but I know that people love it. So I might reprint it again, you know, or something like that where yeah. it's not necessarily, it's not like against the vision, but it's not totally what you would do. But yeah, I think I'm trying to think of a specific instance that I felt I needed to be curated or more refined in a way. Yeah. Um, I think those situations is when I have to like be somewhere and present myself and our on a really professional level. Mm -hmm. Um, when I've been asked to speak on a panel, like in marketing world or um, business coaching, last year I did a lot of in person marketing um, talks, speaks, speeches. I get really nervous because I'm like, ah, oh, this is not like super organic. Like I have to talk about these very specific things. Mm -hmm. um, and then every time I'm really fueled after it, but I would say it doesn't come natural naturally for me to like stand up and want to do a presentation. Yeah. I can do, I don't know. Anyways. So that is definitely uh where you feel like you kind of fit into yeah. a, a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Not a ton that is coming. Yeah. I think you're mine. very, uh, one thing, I think something that makes you very unique that people notice is that you are authentic 99.99% yeah. of the time. I really, really try. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever I seen you. Catherine. Um, designs wise i think during the 2020 whenever we were printing a lot of one color phrases words on shirts um and one of the first ones the two designs that i started printing in which falls and really like took off online were today i choose joy and we rise by lifting others and i love those phrases so much and i've printed thousands thousands of them and i had to take a small break from it yeah because I wasn't getting inspired anymore with the design or the phrases. And so today I choose joy. We kind of, we started doing the one that just says joy and it was more colorful. Um, I have not printed a We Rise by Lifting Others in a while. And it's fun and a challenge because our apparel appeals to like different demographics of people, age yeah. groups specifically. Yeah. 
And so I try to design things that are really funky, um, which is a lot more of my style and personality. And I know that there is going to be a woman who walks in with her grandkids and she may love the phrase, but she won't ever wear yeah. that. So the struggle, my biggest struggle in creating something more curated um, is when I have to think about our audience as a whole. Yeah. Um, and really try to appeal to different types of people with still staying in my lane and what yeah. I feel comfortable creating. Yeah. You do it well. And there, and what's funny is I know specific shirts that certain age groups always comment on when they come in. Like I know the shirts that, you know, the 60 to 70 year old woman are going to say, Oh my gosh, I love this. And it's like, it's a certain color, you know, so you kind of start to pick it up, um, which I think is interesting. Yeah. yeah, which is why I used to say we a lot. I'm a very stubborn person as well, and so early on, I would say I'm gonna do this design and I'm gonna print a whole bunch in this one, one t-shirt color, one ink color, and everyone's gonna like it. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> first of all, um, but now I have started to kind of allow myself to be a little bit more creative when I feel restricted is we almost always print a design in two colorways. So people love options. So I learned that give them options because they want options or they're going to tell you they don't like it at all. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and I try to do one that's usually more funky and then one that's a little bit more tame. And yeah. so, and if someone doesn't like the two that I picked, I tell them, you know, the not a hugger is a huge example. I had so many people reach out to me and say, I'm not a, that color was Adobe, but it's like a dark orange brown color, mm -hmm. um, that that was not their favorite color. And they definitely would not wear mustard. Could I please print it in another color? And I'm like, and I honestly, am just like, you're going to have to hold on a little bit. Like not a hugger is not going anywhere, but yeah. it'll be like in the next season. Yeah. So I can't like immediately make that change and just create a new item. But I always keep that feedback in my mind so that on a future one, when we do not a hugger again, I know I'm going to take it out of that warm, um, like mustardy orange palette. I'm yeah. going to do something very different that appeal to the people that just because of skin tone or yeah. whatever preference, they're not going to wear that shirt. So yeah. That's kind of how my process is. I mean, even if it's a year from now, which it probably won't be for that one. I like, I keep those things in my mind. Yeah. So that, yeah. Maybe it's a lot it is because I want to please more people, but I don't like people to feel left out. Like that's a huge, yeah. and it's been since I was very young. I love people and I like, I want everyone to feel comfortable around the situation in a mm -hmm. setting. I mean, I know like even when I played basketball as a kid, if there were kids on the team, like two girls who didn't get along, it like caused me serious stress. <laughs> like I like being hospitable and I like everyone not necessarily to get along, but to be respectful to each other. Mm -hmm. um, so I think those situations play into how I try to think about launches and like when people give me very honest feedback about it. And it's usually really kind and people ask in a nice way, but I do take it like, oh, I dropped the ball because I didn't think about this, these two colors being in the same family, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, 
Right. Yeah. Uh, my last question. Obviously, you are creative and an artist and have, you know, colors and that's how you dream is like through design and all of that. But do you think that being free to dream is really only applicable to creatives? And if so, like, what does that look like in a day-to-day every day? Like, do you dream only within Ramble or like, what do dreams look like outside of that? Oh, no, I, I, I dream all the time about everything, about where I'm going to go. We started this episode with, um, I need to go somewhere. It's a song by Drew Holcomb and the neighbors. And it's currently my favorite song. And the the kids and I, we all know all of the words because we have like an itch to go somewhere together, like adventure, explore. Um, I know a lot of very like type A personalities and people who always tell me they're not creative and can't like dream up things or be as passionate about things as I am. And I do disagree. I think that everyone has space to dream. I don't have a lot of control issues. (laughs) I don't want to say issues, but like (laughs) I'm a little more, I mean, free spirited. Yeah. So I don't try to like massively control situations. I do like to go with the flow. Whereas I know that's not natural for everyone, but I think that's the growth Like that's the challenge is to like take baby steps to allow yourself to like loosen some control and allow yourself to dream a little bit. Yeah. Because the reality is we all like, there is no guarantee of like what we do will even work in any situation. So, um, yeah, I'm a high risk taker. I think it's because I am free spirited in a way, you know. Yeah. People who are more top A control more situations are less of risk takers. Like I can, I can see the people, you know? Yeah. I think that it's just an area that you need to stretch. Yeah. And if you don't know how to dream, then I think it's, you have to go back and think of like, what makes you feel most alive? Like, what are you doing that gets you really excited for me? Like I could stand at um, like, looking at paint colors at Benjamin Moore for hours because I love that. I could scroll Pinterest and just look at funky homes all day long. Um, You know what I mean? Like, I think I like being out in nature and exploring and lighting things on fire. (laughs) Those are are things I really enjoy. Um, So even if you're not like that, which is a good thing, something has to light you up. You know, you got to find the thing that like makes your heart beat a little faster and go do it and do it more often. Um, And then I think taking risk, everybody, you do not go to sleep one day and wake up the next day, a risk taker. You, it's a muscle just like dreaming, just like creating things. Yeah. Um, And when there are seasons that I have to do a lot of computer work and I'm not like creating things, it takes me longer to get inspired yeah than it is if i like do it regularly you know yeah that's what it always blows my mind when you talk about how you started all of this as like a side thing and you were doing like accounting and i'm like i cannot imagine you just sitting at a desk all day you know it's funny though i did oil and gas accounting but the part that made it fun was i convinced my boss to let me do landman work so yeah. if you, are you familiar with what that is? Is that working out on the field or no? No. Landman, landmen, I'm, 
technical terms. I'm not sure. Like you can get a degree for it and it's how you find people. So so just to give an example, when you are like in, I worked for a small operator, oil and gas operator. And if he wanted to drill in a specific county in Texas, there are people who own land and there are people who own the minerals under the earth, basically Uh rights, mineral rights. And if you're lucky, there's one person who owns it all. And that is not how it works. I mean, Uh there were some tracts of land that I had to go out and find the 25 people who own a percent of that mineral interest. And so, and some of these people purchased the, it years ago and they're all deceased. So you have to find landman find through relatives and documents and the internet, how to find people that own those minerals. And that's like, I convinced him to help to let me do that. So that was honestly creative. Like, yeah, I still get really excited about <laughs> um, <laughs> that part of things. Uh-huh. And it's, I mean, to be really honest, it served me well because in our home now was not for sale. And I knew how to like find the guy who owned it. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked if he would sell us this house and he did. He said, yes. Yeah. So, um, anyways, private eye while I sat at a computer all day and I like the accounting part of it was super draining I was able to like call people and talk to some really old people on the phone and it like gave me so much life and when they would tell us tell me a random story about the minerals and why they maybe didn't want to lease them blah 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 it was like very interesting you know yeah yeah Uh, Because the world of oil and gas was very foreign to me. So that's what kept me there six years because I was learning. I mean, I learned about royalties, the accounting. Like I learned how that world functions because it was so different than growing up on a produce farm. And then I realized this ain't it forever. (laughs) ain't it. It was the whole time I was doing screen printing and and photography and web design. And once I realized I was capable of making a living not near as good as what I had. Mm-hmm. I, I knew that I would rather live a life making a little less, but being it being more natural for me to like function every day. Yeah. Um, that is, yeah, was an easy decision to like leave. Yeah. The company, but even though I like dearly loved the family I worked for. Yeah. You know, so yeah. 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 That was a really long answer to yes, (laughs) everyone is free to dream. So that's the challenge. Usually we end these episodes with some sort of challenge. So I want to encourage you to figure out like what are the things that keep you going, keep you dreaming. Um, Because I know not everyone is an entrepreneur and can or like owns their own business and can function like my examples. But you still have capacity to do it. And then I think too, like, what are we showing our future generations? I don't want to sh- just show my kids how to work and make a living. I want them to like, enjoy what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So yeah, that's y'all's challenge. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We, um, Allison is going to be back helping like mediate. Is that a good word? Moderate. Moderate. Right. Moderate. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. No, don't trust me. I like, 
<laughs> I just say words and I hope they make sense. Um, so, okay, guys, we will talk to you later. Oh, my goodness. I got to go find out how to stop this recording. Okay. <laughs> Bye.